Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Jesus, 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 Jesus likes girls. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Hey. Oh, hey, hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, all I have in my head right now is a Beyonce song. Yeah. So young and naive of me. Oh, boy. Um, hi. Welcome to Jesus Likes Girls. We're back. We're back. We're here. We're flexing. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> Do you know what the definition of queer is? Um, unusual? Well, I, I think actually that is one definition of it, but I mean in the in the sexual orientation way, do you know what the definition is? No. And I didn't either until the other day. Um, somebody was sincerely trying to have a dialogue about their ignorance, and I really appreciated it. So you're saying, I just, you know, the plus? He's like, what's the plus sign? I don't understand. Aww. I know, and I was like, I really? And he was embarrassed about his questioning, but I said, this is the most respectful way to behave. I agree. In our culture and society right now. Because so many people don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, it's okay to not know. And if in your in your ignorance, for lack of a better description, with all due respect, to have respect and want to have a conversation, it's just as loving as fully knowing and operating in full knowledge, you know? I have told my kids that they should do a TikTok that informs my generation what every term means. Dude, that would be so good. Like It would be so helpful. Because we really don't know. Because honestly, I was like, what's queer? <laughs> because, <laughs> because I feel like when I was coming up, it was a derogatory oh, word. It's not, I know it's not derogatory. I know, but what is it then? I think it's just anyone who has... Well, not, I'll just tell you right now. Tell me. Because <laughs> I googled it. It is sexually curious. Hmm. So it's no direct definition of like bi, gay, um, gay or straight. It's just I'm, curious? I'm, it's a little unknown. Yeah. I feel like bi used to mean that. Yes. Because everyone would say bi curious. Yes. Yeah. And it still might actually. No. But I think bi means now. Specifically, you go both ways. Correct. Or you're attracted to both people. Go both ways just sounded so 70s to I, me, right? Like, <laughs> it was as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, was that offensive? Because I, I, I never know like, because my default is so offensive. I feel like I felt like you were a swinger all of a sudden and I was like, what's going to happen today? Oh, that's Susie. She goes both ways. <laughs> So I think it's funny that we're talking about sexuality because it makes the world go round. Yeah, that's true. And it true. pretty much dictates like so much of our content. I guess it does. We do talk a lot about it. But, and we're kind of talking about it today. Yes. Because today we is Easter. No, it's not <laughs> Easter. <laughs> what? <laughs> today we're talking about women being held responsible for men's behavior. I feel like that never happens. Yeah, it is rare. And it's absolutely not put up within the church. Oh, no. <laughs> I laugh. I'm really laughing and crying. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I've been thinking about how much we laugh. Yeah, because we much... listen to our podcasts and we laugh so much during it. We Yes. But I... I honestly think that I process information through laughter. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but that really, that makes so much sense for me. It makes so much sense for me too. Because I thought about it and my childhood was so traumatic, but my dad was so funny. Same. And so I think I just learned that if I, if I laugh, to understand something, it helps me. Dude, you know? you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> it explains my whole life. <laughs> well, and actually it's good to be cognizant because recently I was in an extremely long phone call with someone about a serious topic. Um, you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, well, it was... <gasps> oh, yes. Okay. And they said something that wasn't funny, but I laughed and laughed. And oh, I... God, I've been there a million times. And so then, I, I, thinking about this thought, I said, hey, I just want you to know that I process through laughing. I'm... You said that? Yes. Oh. I said, I'm not laughing at you. And they're like, okay. That was really nice well, to I, say. Well, I thought, I've probably confused so many people, especially men. Girl. Who are so, like, vulnerable and their egos yeah. are such fucking flimsy pieces fragile of little eggshells ghosts like charlie brown ghosts <laughs> um but it's like it's like if i state that maybe they will be okay they'll survive somehow somehow because boys don't like funny girls yes <laughs> Mrs. Kim. Mrs. Kim. From the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Best show ever made. Best line ever said. How have I not bought you a t-shirt that says that yet? I don't know. I planned it like every birthday and then been like, Boys don't like funny. She's, she's joking, mama. Boys don't like funny girls. <laughs> <laughs> and we are funny girls. Well, and boys like that sometimes. But then sometimes they're like... Uh, pass. Pass on this one. Yeah. I, I laugh I, a lot. I do too. I laugh and all the time. I have been in so many situations where I've left and people were confused as fuck. I had to, I've left funerals. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to leave like viewing rooms <laughs> and go to other rooms because like find the little corner with the couch and like. It's like, I have to get out of here. Oh, I don't... I'm trying to think of a similar scenario that I've been in, and I can't... I think funeral takes it. I can't think of any other situation. Just that pressure, do not laugh when that happens. And the scene is like, ruh roh No, and then if someone does anything slightly funny, it's just the worst. (laughs) And, like, I'm probably trying to process, and it's just... It's a shit show. I I gotta get out of there. I feel like you set me free. I'm so glad. I really, that makes me feel, it's like a, uh, it's a boost to my self-esteem. Because, you know, most of the time I just write myself off like, Shannon, you're being an asshole. You know? I think it's just one way that people process information. Well, it makes a lot of sense to me, for me, because my dad is hilarious. And so is mine. Yes, he is, Chris. Sometimes I feel like, what's your dad's first name? Steve. I feel like it's Steve and Chris here talking and not <laughs> you and me. <laughs> Your dad is a lot more thoughtful than my father. But he's still so fucking but funny. But they, those two, they could be friends. If they met, they would have a blast. They really would. They really would. We should we should set that up for them. Yeah. Give them a little bromance. Honestly, it would be fun. They would have a good time. What if the four of us went out? I've just imagined it already in my head, like sitting at a Tigers game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Done. I'm planning it. It's happening. 
Um, but this is funny. <clears throat> I once had a guy, a Christian guy, um, tell me, and he was like so smart. I mean, like can't get along socially smart person. Like Dewey Hauser? <sighs> no, he was just so smart and said the most obscure things because he was his brain was just somewhere else all the time. I hate him. And he was, yeah, it made him socially awkward. So he had very select friends and they were all brilliant too. And one time I said something and he looked at me and he goes, Zena, you're funny. Okay. And I was like, thanks. You know, Jeez, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks a lot. And he goes, no, I mean it. You're really funny. And what, um, that's always stayed with me mm-hmm. because it's made me feel like he was so shocked that I was actually funny. And so for, I think what it meant for him was like, you're intelligent. And he Mm. was so taken aback. And that's part of the issue that we're talking about today. Rude. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) But the words that we say matter and the way that people treat us matters. And the things that men say to us affect us. Yeah. It really does. Well, they don't actually affect me that much. I mean, I remember that story in particular because it was so striking. But most of the time, I actually don't care what men say. I love it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I'm having a really unique experience right now working in a bar. It's a place where people are coming for, like, specific reprieve. And they think it's, like, the temple of what that thing offers. Mm. And they act like a fool in there. Yeah, and so I'm just having interactions with men uh, all night long, being sexually inappropriate, sexually presumptive. And my daughter works there, and she's my daughter is a badass, and she is very real. And so she doesn't play games, you know? And my sister started working there. I'm just inviting my whole damn family to come work. Got some nepotism (laughs) going on there. Oh, my sister's working there. And she is not used to working in a bar. And she said, I don't even know how to react when all these men are saying all this stuff to me. Like, I just kind of laugh and brush it off. But, like, I literally don't know what to say. Mm. And Moni goes, fuck (laughs) them. And I said, you do not have a responsibility for your job. To respond. Or to them to respond in any way. You do not have to do anything. You don't have to laugh. You don't have to be cute about it. You can actually go as far to say, I don't want to have this conversation with you. Do you want a drink? Exactly. Let me do my job and shut up. I know. That was eye-opening to me as an older person to understand that women, like, almost pattern their every day about what men will think. I've met women who like dress Mm -hmm. thinking of what men think. And I was just floored. I was floored because this person was like a beautiful, great person. How do you know she was dressing for what men think? We were talking about it specifically. And she said... She said that she does... When she gets ready, she is... She keeps in mind like... Will this this, look good to men? Will this look good to men? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's not that... I say, wow, like, I'm shocked, but I'm not because I, like, dress sexy and I know I'm dressing for men. But I also love fashion and I love to look... I love to look in the mirror and love my outfit. what do you mean you know you're dressing for men? I mean, I know I'm not dressing for men, but I know I'm looking good and I know I'm going to get the attention of men. And I do. Every damn minute of my life because I'm sexy as 
fuck. Well, here, this is a good segue, because I think all women are sexy. And so much of the oppression that happens against women is to uh, subject that to one man. Hmm. But it's pointless because everyone has eyes and men and women between the two, there are some sexy men, Mm -hmm. but it's not as common as sexy women. They're just built more sexy. You know what I mean? But that isn't their fault. And it's even if you cover them from head to toe, they're still sexy. Mm-hmm. Like it we doesn't, just can't help ourselves. It, We're beautiful. They're women are beautiful, and so a lot of the oppression of men trying to control that to say <laughs> it's a woman's fault if I'm attracted to her, like it's. Or she needs to dress differently. Even if a woman is dressed conservatively, she's still beautiful. You know, and she's still blamed. And she's still blamed. There's a, it's a lose lose for us as far as the blame game goes with men. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about. We've got a, a fishing story to tell you. A fish tale. What do they call that when um, fishermen lie? Um, is it fish tale? I don't know. Isn't there a phrase? I feel like there is, but I'm coming off a long shift and I don't know. I don't know. My brain is real tired today. So. Fishtail it is. Fishtail it is. (laughs) I love this article. I do too. So. Emily Smaniato. Emily Smaniato. If you're out there. You badass. She was a woman. She still is, I, I think. There she is. We're looking at an article from the Washington Post <clears throat> written by Marissa Lottie. Lottie. From March of this year. Of March of this year. So. Look at how cute she is holding her fish. Yeah. She's a serious sports fisher woman. And the, the, the headline is church barred woman from fishing trip because male pastor wanted to avoid false accusations of sexual misconduct. So she goes to a sports night raffle and she enters her, what do they call those? Silent auction. Silent auction. And she enters for a bow fishing, fishing trip. Bow fishing. I didn't even know what a badass bitch Emily Smadiato was. Yeah. Until this article. <laughs> She's got her goddamn bow out there. She's not just got her little stick with the line. She's bow fishing. I didn't even believe it was a real thing. I was Dad, like, if you're listening, you did me dirty. You took me on all these fishing trips. You never told me about bow fishing. That would have been way more exciting, I'm just saying. I mean, who does that? Emily Smaniato, apparently. Takes, and I, me, if somebody would have let me know that that was a, a thing. Takes a bow out and, like, gets a fish. <laughs> what the hell? I don't even understand. I thought fish were way deeper in the water. How you Do you use radar for that? No idea. No idea at all. It also seems somewhat wasteful. Like, how many bows do you carry when you're bow fishing? Do you retrieve the ones you miss? (laughs) Maybe they have a float mechanism and they come back up and you can reuse them. I'm guessing. (laughs) Get your motherfucking pistol out and just shoot some damn fish. Like, what's going on? I didn't know people did these things. (laughs) Okay, so she goes... To the church. And always always the outdoor enthusiast, Emily. Smaniato. Smaniato was thrilled, thrilled to enter a church raffle for a bow fishing trip. But her excitement faded quickly when she was told that an insurmountable issue stood in the way of her winning. Her 
Her gender. Her gender. I remember the word, really? Coming out of my mouth, said Smadiato. I heard another woman say, Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? The issue, the church leader said, was that a woman's <sighs> presence on the trip could lead to a bogus accusation of sexual misconduct. Stop the trick. The guest pastor who raffled off the opportunity was simply protecting himself, they said. You know, Zena, yes, I'm Shay. already mad. <laughs> I'm pissed. Why is it a bogus, why could a woman's presence on a trip lead to a bogus accusation of sexual misconduct? Why is it bogus? Yeah. Oh, because it's never true. Oh, thanks for enlightening me. <laughs> Not just an accusation, a bogus accusation. <laughs> it came from a woman? Fake. <laughs> bogus. <laughs> Remember when we said bogue? Did you ever say things were Bogue? Oh, dude. They're from the gamut on that word. Bogue. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing Bogue back. <laughs> Bogue, man. That's so Bogue. Bogus. Okay. Then the church posted on Facebook, Living in the days of sexual scandals and accusations, many pastors, including myself, take the personal position that we will not put ourselves in a position that could bring about a false accusation and thus bring a multitude of problems, hence why he personally offered the trip for men only. So Bethel Baptist Church in Uniontown, PA. Won't be visiting that church. We're looking at you. <laughs> I mean, don't they have, they wrote that on their Facebook page mm -hmm. as an answer to this controversy coming out. Yeah. And they said, they said the same thing. Um, the bogus accusation. We want to put ourselves in a position that could bring about a false accusation. Right, and thus bring a multitude of problems. Notice they, they use the word multitude because mm. that's a biblical word and usually it's multitude of sins. And I just want to hmm, say... Nice picking up on that one. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Bethel Baptist Church. I know. Okay, so Emily, is she content to no. just be like, oh, okay, that's fine. She's want, my hero. You want to talk about the Billy Graham rule or no? <sighs> so this is something a lot of Christian men take to heart. The Billy Graham rule. The principle of not eating, traveling, or meeting alone with a woman besides their spouse. Can't eat with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're at work. <laughs> the youth group has some leftover pizzas from their pizza party. <laughs> You're a co-pastor. The, the other pastor comes in. Hey, there's some leftover pizza from this pizza party. Hot, fresh, look at this fresh masa. And then he's like, oh, sorry, I can't eat any because I can't eat next to this woman. What? <laughs> Women are so damn sexy when they eat. The fresh matzah. Ooh, the cheese <laughs> dripping off their face. Um, yeah. But in this case, Smadiato said four church members would have been accompanying the guest pastor. Not just her. The controversy was blah, blah, blah. Okay, so... What? Right. Go up, it says. This year, Smaniato said, the pastor raffling the fishing excursion noted that the event was for men only and advised anyone entering to make sure you leave your wives at home. Don't bring the wives. The, the dinner, dinner guests laughed. <laughs> I'm leaving that bitch Bro! Home. And Smaniato said she wondered whether the comment had been a joke. So Ew. she wasn't interested in other prizes, and she's like, I'm a bow fisher. I'm getting this bitch. This is what I want, so I'm going to put my name in. So then the speaker drew the other woman's name first. 
Okay. He declined to give her the prize, citing the gender policy. Then, Smadiato's name was next chosen, and then the guest pastor turned her down, too. Smadiato said she was bummed. Okay, it doesn't say bummed. <laughs> Crestfallen. We get hung up on this word because I was just like, who is this journalist? Crestfallen. People don't get crestfallen, but... Nobody says that. It's like bulk. No. She's like, this wasn't my first go around with a fishing trip with men. I've always been treated as an equal. Except when it, except when I came to your crappy church. Right. Okay. They, oh, church what? leaders tried to contact Smadiato's father. Why? When they learned she was offended, but he didn't respond. <laughs> I'm playing on Chris and Steve right now and getting a phone call and being like, Emily, why is the church calling me? She's like, Oh, Dad, they won't let me go on the fishing trip. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really projecting my... That was Steve. That was Steve's response. But really, why call her dad? Like, okay, She's only 27. We hear that she's offended. Let's not call her. Let's call her father? Because this is... We gotta talk about this bro to bro. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, is this, like, Old Testament times? Like, they've got to call dad? Go to the patriarchy. And so, um... I love that he didn't answer. No, he didn't respond. But the church leaders said they're going to sit and talk with both of them to express a sincere apology and assure her that it was a lack of communication on the church's part to... Not that they didn't inform very clearly that it was for men only. And then they went on to say they highly respect all women and would by no means do anything intentional to make one feel that they were discriminated against, even though they just discriminated against her and another woman. Right. The, the idea that men, this is from the article, the idea that men need to simultaneously guard against sexual temptation and the possibility of false accusations stems from the controversial idea that men's sexual urges are uncontrollable and women need to protect men's reputations. I call bullshit. Well, I mean, this is, it's, this is all, this is all going back to the fact that women are to blame. Women are making false accusations. Women are making false claims. And men have no responsibility. The men in this article, the the church, didn't take any responsibilities. We never intended both hands up. Why couldn't they own it and say, why didn't they just say, we're sorry that we wanted this just to be for men and own it? Right. Well, I feel like that, that crux idea that men have uncontrollable sexual urges, I feel like that's a little simplistic. Yes. of a way of like stating that in this article yeah. because I feel like it's the church's oppression of women in regards to being sexually tempted. I don't, my, my... Well, I, it still denies any responsibility on men's part. That's true. That's true. But I'm not saying that they take the the stance that they're out of control, uh, their urges are out of control. I think men wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say a guy would say, I can't control myself. Or do you think he would say that? I I have I have no reason to believe that they they wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> but it's easier to just blame women and say we we can't deal with your false accusations. Right. But it's like if a woman It's on you. I feel like it's more about wanting to control a woman versus their own sexual urges. Well, yeah. Yeah. They're not talking about their 
Billy Graham didn't say, I won't sit and eat with women, travel with them, or what was the other thing? Spend uh, any time alone. Right. Because of my own sexual urges. He said, I won't do that because I don't want to have any bogus accusations made against me. It was nothing about his own responsibility. I mean, I shouldn't say that this is what Billy Graham said, but, you know, relating to the rule, Billy Graham theory or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't say any person say anything about personal responsibility. It's about not putting yourself in a predicament with a woman. Right. The church offered to give Smadiato the chance to go on a separate fishing trip with her dad. Oh, how nice. Smadiato isn't interested. <laughs> she I love her. She said no. Instead of her own fishing trip, she wants church leaders to treat women equally. Go, girl. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you're inviting a woman to an event, you need to be inclusive with anything you offer. Duh. I know. Assholes. I know. But if you want to have a men's only event, have a men's only event. That's fine. Do do it. It's everybody nobody cares. Well, that's what they were saying they were doing. But they, they didn't. But they specifically put on don't enter this and they broke the rules by putting their names in. They did? Yeah. It said it was for men only. But they, she didn't want to do anything else, and she saw another woman put her name in, so she put her name in. Hmm. Yeah. So they actually did say, this is a men's only event. I don't think that's true. It says it right here, dude. So the pastor raffling the fishing said oh. it was for men only. And she wondered if it was a joke because it was so ridiculous. Make sure you leave your wives at home. <laughs> so she wasn't interested in the other prizes and saw another woman put her name oh, in. Oh, okay. And the Lord... But this was a dub... The Lord did what? The Lord was like, I'm about to mess things up. Because he picked <laughs> one woman's name. Only two women entered. He I picked... love that. <laughs> <laughs> they both got chosen. <laughs> and then he pulled the next woman's name because Jesus was like... Guys. Um, boys. I mean, what did they think? Did they think Smadiato was going to bust out in a bikini top and, like, drink pina coladas all day? <laughs> well, <laughs> she has every damn right to do so if she wants. That's true. Get it, bitch. How awesome would it have been if she actually did that? She was, like, <laughs> ready to go bow, bow fishing, bitches. She's in, like, a yellow polka dot bikini. Thong. Their <laughs> ass hanging out. She's like, is there a problem, Pastor Bob? Am I immodest? <laughs> <laughs> and then she fucking takes the bow and like spears the biggest fish like fuck you i really wish i was like a cartoonist and i could make a little cartoon of that because our tiktok's about to blow up oh that's right guys we're about to hit social media in a serious way and Emily Smaniato's picture is going to be blazing on there for this episode. You're not going to so believe... you guys got to see her, her face. She's so cute. And she's holding a giant fish. Uh, you know what I hate? I hate on, like, dating apps when in men's profiles, whenever they're holding a fish, I'm always just like, swipe left. What, you're gone. What is it about a man holding a fish you're not about? Um, it's basically this article. <laughs> Women aren't allowed. Look what I do. It's just real bro broish bullshit to me. Like, if you don't, nothing, I love fishing. I know you do. Um, so it's nothing against the actual activity of fish, but it just feels like a, a prideful, gross, stereotypical, like you have nothing else to talk about in your, that you want me to know about to date you besides. How big the fish you caught is. Yeah. What an asshole. I know. It's kind of like, like he's just swipe his penis out. Like, look at my. Basically. Penis. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, at any rate. Anyway. So I feel like there's more about this topic 
Um, my <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> Moody Bible Institute is in the news lately. Your old uh, alma mater. Well, I didn't attend there for school, but I did work there. Well, don't if you are part of an organization that even is a school, is it, do you get to call it an alma mater? I don't think so. You're wrong. Okay, I think it, I think you have I to be know. a student, but I may be wrong. I've been wrong before. Well, we did you did we talk about your pantyhose episode? We talked about the pantyhose on one of our podcasts. Yes. <laughs> and so Moody has had two lawsuits brought up. One about the culture of sexual violence and discrimination on the what? campus. What? Yes. No. Stop it. <laughs> and the second is discriminating against um, the LGBTQ plus community. I am sincerely, severely shocked. Well, what happened is a woman who came out as a lesbian at Moody, two years after she graduated, they tried to take her degree. <gasps> because she was gay? Correct. No. And another woman who came out as lesbian before she graduated had to make a case before a board about why she should be given her degree that she paid for and studied for and it was awarded to her but she had to go through that process and get vetted to dis discern whether or not she deserved it correct if moody wanted to associate its name with that person wow yeah could you imagine if this actually played out to everybody's lifestyle what do you mean well if they took this um they took this this policy and applied it to everybody's life and behaviors sexuality life any life choices and any said, sin yeah they'd be like well i didn't want to say sin because i'm not calling lesbian being a lesbian sin well i meant it in the terms of what they view as sin correct yeah and if, but if they did that with every person like then no one Shannon, would get a we degree heard that you like anal <laughs> that doesn't align with our personal policy <laughs> or even like your mdiv is retracted <laughs> or even like steve not steve let me use a different name tony we hear that you're beating your wife so we really need to reconsider whether you oh wait that would never happen mm -hmm. that would never happen but why is it okay for them to do that about somebody's sexual orientation because christians lose their mind when it comes to sex you're right. They lose their mind. They don't know what to do. You always have do. the answers. You're so right. That is why. They don't know how to... Well, we talked about We talked about this, about this on the last it's one. It's a sexless space. And so anything is too much. Anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally. Anything. <laughs> sexless. <laughs> it's like a bunch of eunuchs. They just they, want unicy. They do. Lunacy. Lunacy. Unicy. <laughs> I don't know what that even you means. You like making up words, so I tried it. And so then we looked at another article about uh, blaming women for the sexually abusive male pastor. Ugh. And so this one by Anne Janine Morey was on Religion Online. And she kind of dives into the historical view of the protections around male pastors in uh, inappropriate behavior. And it actually is pretty historical. <sighs> like a lot of late 1800s early 1900s novels that subject is like a, a woman falls in love with her pastor mm -hmm. and his response to her and all of that and it was kind of seen as a you know he's always the innocent this woman she's awakened by his sermons and starts 
I don't know, worshiping him or, or something like that. And the poor pastor's wife who has to watch all the women. The sexless pastor's wife. Well, it does talk about that too. Mm-hmm. The And that is something. The prude. That is something sexless. else where if a pastor's wife is, is, she kind of gets neutered and then it's explained why the pastor became wayward. You he know? Was, he was, uh, his needs were unmet. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame the guy. Oh, I can't even. I wish you guys could see her face when she says <laughs> things like that. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame the guy. And then your face, like, oh, that's what makes me go gross. So did you ever have an experience like that where you saw female, like the, the wife of a pastor diminished? And no, no, never. No, I'm serious. Have I'm you... being serious too. It's so prevalent. It's all I know. What do you mean? I hardly know any. I do, I do actually know some really, really healthy husband and wife pastor couples. But coming up, I don't know why I'm stuck on that term today. Coming up. When I was coming up. <laughs> I know why actually, but. But in my, in my past experience growing up into adulthood, I met a lot, I knew, I knew a lot of husband and wife pastors Okay. where the male was the Godhead and the wife was the subservient, quiet, sexless woman. Hmm. My short answer is yes. My long answer is girl, you don't even know. Well, I know a story of a pastor who cheated on his wife. And so, and they've been... Is this going to be a positive story? I don't know. Probably not. So he cheated on his wife, but here's the thing. His wife was very ill. She like had a debilitating disease and everyone knew that. And, but when the senior pastor found out, he was totally like demoted. He lost his standing. He lost his position. And um, he later, I mean, I'm talking about years later, they restored him into pastoral leadership again. And then he did it again. Shut up. No. Okay, so that all happened. I was in a church and I overheard my pastor, my male pastor. I'm not in the conversation, but I hear him talking about that situation. Mm -hmm. And I hear him say, well, I mean, you can understand. I mean, think of like his wife and what was going on with her. So you can see why he did it. And I was, it actually really upsets me. Mm Because I, I, I just knew, I was like, I have to leave this church. Mm-hmm. I have to get away from this person. They're so toxic. Mm-hmm. And just that this woman who is sick is being cheated on by her husband. And I'm hearing a male pastor stand up for the behavior. And essentially getting blamed for it. Oh, she's not meeting his <sighs> sexual needs. So what's he supposed to do? It's like, um, keep your Sorry. dick in your pants and take care of your sick wife, you fucking asshole. Yeah. I mean... Sorry I have cancer. You know? Sorry I was diagnosed with... I can't fuck with... you all the time. God, hell. And so that that mentality is alive and well. And I mean... I mean, and I not don't only think that's that, crazy. I was a leader in that church. And so I'm leading people towards this leader to trust and follow. <sighs> you know? And I'm just like... And he's not a safe person to trust. Because he has a mentality of... Um, what is it? Like... Chauvinism? Well, yeah. It's a male preference viewpoint. What's entitlement? Entitlement. That's the word I was trying to think of. Why is it entitlement? Like, 
I deserve, men deserve A, B, and C. That's what I'm saying, chauvinism. Yeah. Chauvinistic pig. Honestly. (laughs) So much of our conversation, we get to this place a lot of times when we're talking about these issues and we're like, ugh. God. And what else can we say? It's like a volcano erupts and all the lava is just flowing over our bodies and we're like, Because that's what it's like. That's what the American church is like. And it fucking sucks. And we're going to burn it down. I was just thinking of Johnny Cash, which just literally went through my head. Burn, burn, burn. Yes. But it's so, that's why I love what we're doing. Because it's so, it's so liberating to talk about the truth and to call out the bullshit. Yes. And we've, I've been getting a lot of responses. You've been getting a lot of responses because we've finally been sharing our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's not kept in a dark corner of the room anymore. And people are like, women are responding Friends and listeners listeners are responding and saying, like, I was laughing and crying and I was feeling freed from things that I felt and seen and didn't know what to do about it. Right. Like, we've all had these experiences where we were like, wow, you experienced that too. And it's terrible. Right. Like, Emily Smaniato, I'm going to find this girl and send her our podcast to just say, we're on your side and we appreciate you sharing your story and Emily, being brave. you're a badass bitch. I love her. I love you. Come be our podcaster Please with us. Please take us bow fishing. <laughs> I might just wear a bikini and drink pina coladas the whole time, but Shannon will fish. <laughs> and I will drink virgin pina coladas in my motherfucking bikini. <laughs> Mathong bikini. Yes. And another thing we're hearing is just that these women love Jesus But they've pretty much felt like, I guess I got it wrong, because if this is what Jesus is, I'm not interested. But they still, but but hearing like, no, that you're not alone. I love Jesus, and this shit is shit. It is shit, you know? Yeah. Is important. And, you know, you think about Jesus with the prostitute who comes and washes his feet when he's at a dinner with Pharisees. And the men are thinking in their mind, this man is not a prophet. If, mm. he, if he was, he'd know who is washing his feet right now. And they're thinking that. And he says, tell me something. If someone forgives. Hold on a second. Tell me something. Tell me something. <laughs> Where your boss at? But in any case, he says, um, if a man owes $50 and the person forgives him, and another man owes him 5000 and a person forgives him, which man loves him more? Hmm. And they're all silenced. And then he says, those who are forgiven much, love much. Hmm. Those who are forgiven little, love little. But it's not that her sin is so much greater. It's that she is taking the correct posture before Jesus. And this guy is standing there thinking he knows everything, though he's in the presence of God, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, you should be down here too, motherfucker. I was going to say, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because you love me little, because you think you've done nothing wrong, mm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jesus, we love you. I do love him. I do too. He's so good. Yeah, he's so much better than most men. <laughs> that you added that in there. What? That you added that line to him. It's better than most men. <laughs> Jesus, he's better than most men. <laughs> that could be our merch. I honestly <laughs> We got a couple of things. We gotta make merch. Jesus, he's better than most men. 
boys don't like funny girls. Boys don't like funny girls. And then Laurel had suggested that we do a shirt that just says ish because of that one episode where you're like, oh, I thought your shirt said ish. And I was like, no, it says sunshine. And you were like, oh. (laughs) 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 All right. But we have an Instagram account now, Jesus Likes Girls on Instagram, and you can see our faces. It's the one picture that Zeta had. We take no selfies together. We vacationed all over the fucking country. (laughs) We never take a picture together. She's got one grainy, dark picture from a New Year's Eve like 10 years ago. (laughs) I saw that picture. I was like, um, this is it? That's the only one I could find. It's a good picture, but... That's it. I know. We, we're Why gonna don't take, we take pictures? We're going to take more pictures together, so follow us. And we're going to put Emily Smadiato's pick up with her fish. Yes. You got to see her. And um, also, write And us. a link to the articles, too, we can put on our in the episode. Sounds good. And we have begun to get responses, which we're so thankful for. It's so encouraging to both of us to hear from women who this podcast has mattered to them and that's at jclikesgirls at gmail.com what is that from is that from when like you yahoo came out i don't know that's what i'm thinking of oh nobody even fucking knows what yahoo is anymore it's it's, might as well be a chocolate milk drink it's uh gmail not yahoo just you know Thanks for listening and uh, keep it real, girls. Keep it real out there. Stay safe. That's right. (laughs) Peace. Peace.